You're listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa, a podcast where we talk about what matters most, sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Time Out with Jen and Lisa. Uh, 19 episodes in, and we're still going strong. Uh, Lisa just recently did a blog post this week about uh, Henrik Lundqvist, <laughs> from the New York Rangers. Uh, I encourage everyone to go check that out. But with this episode of the podcast, we've got some fun stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the NHL. The trade deadline has just recently passed. And also the power rankings, what could happen for the rest of the season, because we're getting down the playoff time, I think, is in two and a half weeks, three May weeks. 11th. May 11th. So we're looking at about three three weeks That's or so. That's the end of the regular season. Yes. Well, we know the Devils won't make it. But no. um We'll talk a little bit about that. About that, uh, NFL draft is coming up, so we'll we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, we talked about that a little bit last week. Um, I do still feel that three quarterbacks are going to go in the first three picks. And I have some interesting trivia about that. Oh, Lisa and her trivia, <laughs> trivia. So Lisa's got some trivia. Major League Baseball. Uh, we are really starting, I think, to see some teams starting to take shape for what they are, what they can be, what they should be, what they aren't. Uh, I think uh, that is we're starting to see some cracks in some teams that I think um, people predicted to do very well. Um, one of them is my team, uh, but I do have the power rankings for that as well. So, Me too. Um, I thought that would be kind of fun to mm-hmm. talk about. The Masters just took place. There's some history, some history at the Masters that was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And we've got the RBC uh, tournament coming up this week. We've got racing coming up this weekend. So there's a lot going on in the sports world. Uh, WNBA draft took place and timeout with Jen and Lisa is going to take it all and throw it into a blender, mix it up, have some fun, pour it into a cup, put an umbrella on it. Yeah. With and a cherry. Sit, sit by the side and hang out and listen to us uh, chit chat about sports like we usually do every day when we're sitting on the living room couch. I am your host, Jennifer Fink. And with me is the wonderful, fabulous Lisa Porcello and NHL. NHL, let's well, go. I think uh, we're I think we're at the spot in the season where you're really going to start to see what teams are made of. Well, can I just say I think things have gone from bad to worse for Buffalo. For the Bruins? No, oh. I was going to get to that. The, <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres, their big star, Jack Eichel, um, has a herniated disc in his neck. Yeah, and at first done. they were saying he'd be able to come back, but he's... He's done. He's done for the season for the bottom dwelling Sabres, um, but he will be ready for 2021-2022. Um, so. Could it have gotten any worse for the Sabres? They're the worst team in hockey. They yes. are number 30 in the power rankings. Yeah. I kept scrolling and scrolling and <laughs> scrolling, and I was like, well, the Devils are going to be 28, 29, or 30, and we were 28. Hey, we're not last. We're not. We're not. There's That's Ottawa good. and uh, Buffalo. Ottawa and, yeah, so it's and Devils, Buffalo. Ottawa, Buffalo in the bottom three. Yeah. Should we talk about the top five? Top five. Uh, not surprising. Your team? But my team, my pick in the very beginning. Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche, who are heating On up at the right time. Fire. On uh, fire. <laughs> you know, they added some goaltender goaltender insurance with uh, Devin Dubnik, which I, not always, it's, it's always a good idea to have some backup at the goaltender position. I thought position. goalies would move by the trade deadline. Um, I thought there would be some goalies moving and shaking. They didn't really make any other big changes, mm-hmm. but do to. they need to? No. no. They have uh, McKinnon, yes. <laughs> who's amazing. Uh, McCarr, very- you know, uh, just they're gelling at the right time. They're healthy. 
if they stay healthy, they're still my pick for the cup. You know, David Savard went to um, Tampa Bay. Yes. That's gonna. That's big for them. That's big. I, I, I... Well, Tampa Bay continues to prove that the salary cap doesn't exist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because it's just, I, I mean, honestly, I think Tampa Bay, to them, it's just a hallucination or a figment of their imagination salary cap because they continue to go above and beyond it. And you saw they signed David Savard. Yeah. Yeah, who's who I think is it could really be a uh, a difference maker for them in this final push. Uh, he's good cup. reinforcement. Yeah, I I, um, I think he's but, a great great reinforcement. But uh, Tampa Bay Lightning has some injuries, so they put center Steven Stamkos on long term injured reserve with a lower body injury. Uh, he has thirty four points in thirty eight games this season with seventeen goals and seventeen assists. Uh, Let's see. They've also put uh, former NHL MVP Nikita Kucherov on long-term injury reserve. Yes, he has missed the entire season because of hip surgery, um, but he was practicing. But he is not. It doesn't look like he will come back. So yeah, losing Stamkos hurts. That's uh, thirty-four points in thirty-eight games. You're losing it. That does. But he's been hurt before. He's expected to come back on May second. Um, they're gonna. But will he be a hundred percent for the playoffs? I would hold him. I would hold him until the eleventh. The T- Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the postseason. Why push him back? Why you know? Why force him back to to come back so quickly when you know the playoffs start? You know what? Nine days after he's expected to come back, I would just let him sit for those other nine days. Also, uh, you know, let him skate and practice with the team, but don't play him. They're not really saying what what injury it is with Stamkos. And a lot of people are saying that it's the same uh, core injury he had last year. This is is about, I wouldn't, didn't he have that injury in 2019 too? That's that's my point, is that he's had this nagging injury for a couple years. I just think sometimes players just can't get over some injuries. I really, I really just think they have weak spots. I think, you know, people in general. I mean, have you, you know, I'm sure, you know, we're old. So I'm sure we've pulled like a muscle in our side or our core or back. You know how much it hurts and how long it takes for it to go away. If it goes away. (laughs) I mean, he heard it playing NHL hockey. We heard it waking up in the morning. I just know that um, my hamstring, I heard it. I heard it really bad when, when I you really were 12. No, I was 16. I was playing field <laughs> hockey and I really, really heard it. Like when a doctor walks in a room and is like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's your hamstring. Like they don't, you know, before they even look at you or like they just walk in the room, you know, it's pretty serious. And every now and then, every now and then I'll get a tweak in that. And and we're talking 30 years later. What, you get up from your desk at work? Yes. All right. <laughs> swing a golf club or. <laughs> run around with the dogs or <laughs> hike up a hill it's like Bing! and i'm like oh yep there it is it's just it it's, it's, it's just weaker yeah. and but, it's just letting you know it's there yes it just means i'm alive it's saying hello i'm still here <laughs> did you forget about me because i'm gonna remind you <laughs> 30 years ago you really almost killed me and i'm still angry <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so here you go string. anyway <laughs> Anyway, so no, I agree. I, I agree. It's concerning that he has this injury over and over and over. But I do wonder if it's just a weak spot for him. Yeah, like Aaron Judge, he has that. Side. Isn't he always mm-hmm. hurt his oblique or his whatever? Oblique, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're number two in the power rankings. Um, number three are the Not Maple surprised. Leafs. No, I have Carolina. 
Oh, do I have the wrong? I don't know. I have Carolina, Vegas, and then Toronto. I have maple leaves. I have. I mean, uh, we're looking at a different Vegas, one, and I, I have the Islanders. We're looking at different different ones. Okay, well, mine is Carolina, Vegas, and Toronto, which I agree with. I agree with that. You don't think the Maple Leafs at number three? No, I think Carolina is better. All right. Well, the Maple Leafs didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, Carolina, but they didn't need to. I think I think they're fine. Maple Leafs. I think you know they added um, uh, Nick Foligno, and I think they overpaid for him. Oh, um, totally. But. He's the guy that they wanted. He fits their needs. He's gritty. He's defense-minded forward. Uh, makes them. I think he makes them a more complete team. Um, they also picked up a backup goalie in Dave Riddich. Um, so uh, the only problem with Toronto, I, I, I see them. You know, I see them in the number three spot. But with the power, you know, with the postseason coming up, my only issue with Toronto is Austin Matthews. You mean, can he perform in the postseason? No, he missed Thursday night's game oh, because he's is he hurt. hurt. Uh, it's, you know, they're saying it's similar to the wrist injury he had earlier. Mm. Um, they're saying it's not going to keep him out long, but he hasn't, uh, he has not played in the last three games. And guess what? Toronto has lost their last three games. He leads the NHL with 32 goals, tied fourth in league scoring with 53 points. Leafs are on top of the North Division uh, by a lot over the Jets. Um, Canadian Division? Yeah, the North I'll tell division. you what, the Oilers are going to... The Oilers are still on a tear. They are, but, you know, if the Maple Leafs can get Austin Matthews healthy, then, yeah, I see them continuing to lead the North. But I think it's kind of a telling sign that they've lost their last three games because Austin Matthews yes. wasn't playing. Yes, because you just have to look at what he commands. Um, uh, 32 list- goals. <laughs> he's listed as day-to-day. Yeah, it's the same risk. He's not been rolled out for s- Saturday's game. Yeah, It's the same risk that he injured earlier. Yeah. I and I know. bet, I guarantee at the end of the season, we're going to hear hi- hear about him having wrist surgery. Mm-hmm. What do you think on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at some point, at the end of the season, there's going to be some sort of surgery on that wrist. He heard the, his wrist earlier this year, yeah, too. Yeah, it's the same. They said it's the same huh. place and a similar injury again being vague see that's a weakness and when you're they're that vague that means that it's serious yeah and and that's why we'll have to see we'll have to see what they're able to do magically what these athletic trainers and and i think he's the kind of guy that's like tape it up i'm gonna i'm gonna he's a hockey player all hockey players are like that just tape it up and i'll get out there on the ice totally yep day to day with an undisclosed injury or ailment so you had who would you have at three carolina carolina i have maple leaves who's your number Four is Vegas, and then I have Toronto, then I have Washington, Pittsburgh, and then the Islanders. Where did you have Vegas? Four. Okay. I have Vegas in five. Oh, no. I have Vegas in four. I'm sorry. Yes, you do have <laughs> Vegas in four. Okay. And you I know, have Toronto Maple Leaves in five, but you have Islanders, right? I have them yeah. at eight. Um, I, I think I Vegas think, didn't do anything no. in the draft. Or the the trade. The trade. I'm sorry, not the draft. Um, I feel like they didn't. You know, they didn't really do much. I think they got one guy, uh, Mateus Janmark, mm-hmm. but that was it. I, I do worry about Mark Andre Fleury. He's just kind of fading. <laughs> I, I I feel like he's starting to do a little bit better. All right. But, um, yeah, no, I can see that. I can see the concern with with Vegas. And they've dropped. Uh, you know, they were 
hanging in there at number two for a long time, and mm-hmm. they've dropped to number four. And I have the Islanders at six. I and I have to tell you something. I really like the Islanders. The Islanders look good, and with Palmieri and Zajac, that's they're they're two nice additions to that team. They did exactly what they needed yeah. to do. Um, they saw what their team needed, and they got it. And they got Kyle Palmieri, who immediately scored a goal for them. Mm-hmm. I think it was a game winner, mm-hmm. actually. And I mean, they're in second behind Washington. Yeah, and. I, I really like the Islanders. I like what they're doing with their team. Um, I-, I could see them going far. And honestly, I think I may root for them because they are the team where old devils go to die. Oh, yeah, there's like five of them. Not to die, but <laughs> old devils go. Uh, yeah, Andy Green, uh, Schneider, Kyle Palmieri, Travis Dajak. I think that's it, right? Four? Sure. So, that's fine. Yeah. And and they have the old GM of the devils, Lou Lamorello. I yeah, the Islanders look good. They look strong. I mean, Washington looks really strong though too. So I'm not sure that they can, they can take over um, Washington. And yeah, Pittsburgh and Boston in in that division. And Boston, you know, everybody's all excited that they got Taylor Hall. Don't be. Um, don't be. I have a couple friends that are Boston Bruins fans, and they were like, "Oh, we got Taylor Hall. Oh, he's not doing much." And I'm like, "Yeah, welcome, welcome to." You know, outside of his MVP season with the Devils, and maybe the half of the season before, he really played like a hockey player, like your number one pick. And then, you know, everything that he was touted to be. And then, um, I'm not totally sure what happened. I know he had a knee injury. Well, he went to and Arizona. Boy, and before that, he had the knee injury, and then he came the back from the knee injury, and he was on the ice, and he just didn't seem like he cared. And... Yeah, it was just really, really bad. Well, he and wanted then he went to Ari- he, wanted he wanted a contract, to go. and then he wanted to go. So then he goes to Arizona. They get all excited, and then he's gone. And then he signed. Now the mistake that the Sabers really shot themselves in the foot with that contract: one-year contract, no trade clause, which means that he had to pick where he could go. I mean, wh- what are you doing? Like, I understand he was MVP, but he has not proven to be any value to any team he no, doesn't draw I mean, the when, defense when he went to arizona they were on a winning streak and yeah. i believe they sucked it for the rest of the they season did. they were on track to make the playoffs easily yeah and then he came on board and it's like okay what's the deal is it like the taylor hall curse like i think the problem is and you see this in other sports but it's not a big a deal but to me hockey is like the last team sport in professional sports Taylor Hall is in it for himself. He wants a Stanley Cup. He could care less about the teams he plays with. He just wants that cup. I mean, that's why he left Edmonton. He went to the Devils because he thought they were a team on the rise. When he saw the Devils weren't performing, he wanted out. Arizona was on a hot streak. They were heading towards the postseason. He unfortunately brought them down, left Arizona. Buffalo should have been good this year. Buffalo should have been good this year. They've had so many good good draft picks. They've got Skinner, Eichel. I mean, it's just ridiculous the amount of talent they have. And now that he gets this ridiculous contract with Buffalo, and they're not winning, they're in last place, and he wants out. He scored two goals in Buffalo. Yeah. Two. So now he ends up with Boston, who have a shot um, at the postseason. They're... I don't, you know, if Marchand keeps playing the way he does, I, I could see it. Um, he's having the best season of his career, unfortunately. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they have 52 points. They're eight points behind Washington. 
I don't see Washington sustaining. I feel like they're a bit on the older side. I, I feel like Washington and Pittsburgh are some of your older teams. I agree teams. with Pittsburgh. Um, but I just don't think Taylor Hall was the, the right they didn't, but They didn't really give up much to get him. No, though. no. They got... They gave up Anders. Uh, they didn't give up anything. I mean, Buffalo totally lost. Totally lost in that draft. I mean, they had to pay some of his salary. 50%. And they got nothing in return mm-hmm. for a former MVP. Former. They the wanted word. him gone. It was obvious they wanted and him gone. And I think gone. that, again, that's what I'm saying. I think NHL, the teams that win are teams. They yep. win as a team. Taylor Hall is not a team player. Yeah. I he just wants don't... a Stanley Cup, but he only cares about himself. He doesn't want to win a cup for his team. And I think that's why he's had trouble on every team he's played with. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm very sorry, Boston fans. You're you're done. But he's bringing that to you're your done. team. You're done. He's bringing that. I mean, here's the thing with Washington. I mean, I, I think one of the best trades that happened was between Detroit and the Capitals. Detroit got Jacob Vrana and the Caps got uh, Anton Manta. Oh, yes. From, I agree. And, I mean, to me, that puts the Capitals in a really, really good spot to really make a strong push in the postseason and potentially go to the cup because I think he's he's I think he's a little bit of an underrated player man I agree with that I'm just not seeing it with Washington I know you're not but you gotta love Ovi so I I do I I mean we were at a a Devils Washington game and Ovechkin did that hit this goal he scored this goal that you and I just had to applaud it was beautiful. He like juked the defender and then passed it to himself back to front between his legs and then sweeped it and shot it right into the net. Like it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. It's the best goal I've ever seen in person. No doubt. That yeah. one and maybe the Nico Heischer overtime goal. Yeah, I agree A couple with years ago. Yeah, that was a big one too. But yeah, I, I think that they were absolutely the trade winners and the Sabres were 100% the losers. I think the Islanders were the winners. And I think Tampa Bay was a winner, too, with David Savard. I think that's a really good pickup for Tampa All Bay. Right. Um, I still see Colorado. Oh, yeah, no. I, I think Colorado is the best team. I think Colorado, um, Colorado, Tampa Bay, uh, Carolina. You can't roll Carolina out. I mean, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, – no, I, I don't know what to say. Colorado's about. got 64 points. They're the only team with yeah. 64. God, they're 30 and 9. Yeah, they're really Holy good. Holy crow. Um, and, and the poor North, they're in chaos right now. I, I mean... Oh, Vancouver. Vancouver, they were supposed to come back and play um, April... Let's see, April 15th, I think. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to come back and play... Yesterday. Yeah, they but they didn't yesterday. because yeah. they had more players enter the COVID protocol. So mm-hmm. now they don't know when they're going to be able to play. They were last on the ice March 24th. Wow, that's longer than the Devils when they were out for a long time. That's a, that's a shame because that, you know, I, I really thought the, as I call it, the Canadian division, um, I really thought that they were uh, really doing well with the COVID protocols. And then They're you not. Have, like, you have 75% <laughs> of one team well, going no. down. And then, uh, so the Vancouver was supposed to come back. They could practice on April 6th and they could play on April 8th. That got delayed to April 15th. 15th. And now it got delayed even further. But I don't mm-hmm. think they put an end date. No. Um, but no other teams have really been impacted. I mean, Montreal, uh, Montreal, Montreal had uh, last week 
they had a bunch of postponements because of COVID. Um, oh, that's right, because that messed up the Edmonton game, which I yep. do want to talk about. Jespri, and I am sorry if I'm going to butcher this Nordic name, <laughs> Kote Kayanimi and Joel Armia were added to the protocol list. So I thought, I honestly am shocked because I thought Canada, the Canadian teams were going to be in much better shape than the American teams when it came to COVID. I feel like Canada's got much stricter protocol. So I thought it would be the American teams that were having issues with scheduling because of COVID and Canada would keep on playing. And you and I even joked about it at the beginning of the season that it would probably just end up being a a North Stanley Cup, right? We joked about that because we thought the American teams wouldn't be able to Mm -hmm. keep COVID out, but knock on wood, except for the Devils and the Sabres, I think, in the beginning of the season. We had Vegas, Minnesota. But we're still playing. We've still kept it going. I mean, and what's... Uh, what's going on in vancouver is insane yeah so look, really i mean look at the american teams holding it together <laughs> go america <laughs> <laughs> and i i wonder how you know and this is thinking in the future but i wonder how they're gonna run the stanley cup if one of the te- teams is canadian mm. Mm. right mm-hmm because that you know it's funny but immigration status was actually a big issue this year in the trade deadline because you had to worry about if you were able to play your players or not right if they were going from america to canada yeah that's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how that all plays out that is true but i do think i think um the islanders did really well at the trade deadline um (laughs) god bless you bruins god bless you you're number 10 in the power rankings I hate to tell you, it's you're just you're just the, gonna keep going down and down. The Devils scored a bunch, a lot more picks. I mean, I feel like every year we dump our star players just to accumulate picks. Um, our team is getting younger and younger. Uh, we are our average age is actually what was that stat you were telling me it about? Was, uh, I think it was twenty two point eight, and the there's a college hockey team that's age is twenty three point two yeah so we're younger than a college that's our forward line the devil's forward line but you know i i think um yeah i i think the devils did i think they did okay i mean we were just super young um but yeah montreal picked up uh gustav gustafson Mm -hmm. and john merrill so sorry Sorry. montreal's chances are over i used to call Um, him the oak tree because he was this big guy and he just stood on the ice and he would knock the goalie over (laughs) yeah he didn't move very fast no he he was a devil if you're wondering (laughs) um and eric stahl i mean he's gonna kind of be the guy that's gonna make or break i think that team the flyers didn't do anything i would call them a loser too at the trade deadline (laughs) the flyers needed a goalie like hot and then it was like boop Nothing. I was like, okay. That was right. the big rumors that the Flyers were going to get a goalie because Hart hasn't been performing as well and they don't really have a backup. Uh, and I expected them, and I think I even said this earlier, to sign a goalie and they didn't. I thought that they would sign a goalie for sure. But yeah, yeah no, they didn't. They didn't. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like, I, I do feel like um, the Red Wings, the Red Wings are really the, the top winner. The Red Wings and the Caps. I think that was like a perfectly even trade. And I, I think I think Mansa's going to do really well in the Caps lineup. All right. So yes, but uh, one last thing I want to mention about the NHL, and then we can we can move over. Well, maybe to I have the NFL else draft. To talk about with the NHL. Oh, what do you have to talk about with the NHL? Well, I wanted to talk about the Dallas Stars. So they just announced that their goalie Ben Bishop 
and their winger, Alexander Radulov, are going to miss the rest of the season due to injury. And there was some hope that they would come back, but basically that Dallas Dallas doesn't really have a chance to make the postseason. I think they are six points behind the Nashville Predators in any chance for the postseason. I don't think it's going to happen. And I think you're seeing a team that – oh, they also don't have Tyler Seguin. That's huge. I I think you're seeing a team that realized early on, you know, we don't have a postseason chance, so let's just shut it down. Let's not have our goalie come back. Let's not have one of our top players come back. But these guys are going to be ready and healthy for next season. And I think we're going to start seeing that even more and more. So, yeah, just wanted to add that. I could, I could see that. I feel like Dallas, Dallas has given up on this year, and they have. they're looking for next year. Yeah, I thought they would do much better than they. Well, uh, because the year prior, uh, they, they the, made they were Stanley Cup were finalists. In, yeah, they're in the yeah. cup. <laughs> but if you don't have Tyler again, and yeah, you know, Ben Bishop's been fighting an injury. He's that's their goalie. Bad. Yeah, that's um, not good. That's so not I, good. you know. This year's been a disappointment, but I'm going to say next year, watch out for Dallas. Yep. I, 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 I see them coming like on strong Dallas. next year. I like Dallas. I, Like I said, I thought it'd be this year, but I could see them with, with all their injuries coming back next year. Uh, I also have well. one more thing. Go. So the race for the number one pick in the NHL draft oh, lottery. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the, the unlike the NFL, the team that finishes in last place is not guaranteed the number one overall pick. But you um, get the most opportunities to get the overall pick. Yes. New for 2021, a team may move up a maximum of 10 spots if it wins the lottery. So only 11 teams are eligible for the draw for the number one pick. So the top three teams right now, if they were to do the draft today, are Buffalo, Ottawa, and New Jersey. Yay, Jersey. How many number one picks have we had in the last like six years? Two. Yep. How uh, well honestly, have we done? Uh, well, <laughs> do I need to tell you? I love uh, Jack Hughes and I love Nico Heischer. I think they're both dynamite players. I do I think, too. I think Jack is They a just rock don't star. have a team around nope. them. Nope. But I feel sorry for the number one pick if he ends up at Buffalo because Buffalo can't get their heads out of their asses. Uh, I just, they've got so much talent. I don't know. I don't know. Ottawa, (laughs) they're like the redheaded stepchild of the North Division. Um, They're just there for all the other teams to beat up on. I forget they're even a team. A lot of people do. forget Ottawa. Canadians do. I know. Well, yeah. And it's the capital of the nation. So you would think that you would remember (laughs) that Ottawa had a team. But it's true. Like, I'll be like, oh, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Toronto. And I'll go down the whole list. I'm like, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. And I'm like, the Yukon? (laughs) Northwest Territories? Nova Scotia? Halifax? Yeah, no. Ottawa. Ottawa. And then number three are the Devils. So, I I mean, if I was a number one pick out of those three, I'd probably want to go to the Devils. I do believe that the Devils, each time that they could have gotten the number one pick, they had the lowest percentage chance. yes. So they would have like a 4% chance the one year. And I think they had an 11% chance the next year. And they got the number one pick both times. But it's really sad when your team is in the mix for the number one pick all the time. Every year. All the time. Like Buffalo. Like New Jersey. Nine years. Like Ottawa. Nine years of rebuilding. I mean, Detroit was there for a long time. That's why they've built a nice young team. Uh Florida I think was Detroit there in a couple years is going to be uh, right there again. No, I, I, the devil's ownership. I, I think they're hoping that if they build a young team, these guys will grow and develop together. And then maybe in two to three, four years, we'll have a, a postseason caliber team. I mean, I'm a devil's fan and they've been promising us this for the past almost 10 years. 
since 2012 since our last Stanley Cup. Yeah, we're in a rebuild. It's a rebuild. Yeah, it's been way too long for a rebuild, so I'm not I'm not keeping my fingers Mm-mm. crossed. Mm-mm. Um and I mean, I guess they have to keep saying it's a rebuild because they want to sell tickets. They want tickets. to sell tickets. Yeah. Now, speaking of selling tickets, the Islanders, they're going into their new, the USB Which arena. Which looks beautiful. They sold out their season tickets. Oh, awesome. So, That's good. I was concerned. Which is awesome because when you watch Islanders games, when it's not COVID, they're usually not that full. Yeah, that's good. I'm excited about so, that. There you I'm go. Excited about that. You know, the last thing I just wanted to hit on about um, the NHL is basically how they've really screwed up. They really, really screwed up last weekend for the Oilers. Um, about It was a year ago. It was on April 11th, 2020. One of the active Oilers players, Colby Cave, 25 years old, dropped dead of a brain bleed. Um, he, We actually saw him play in November mm-hmm. when we were up there and we, we saw did. Edmonton play. And they'd been planning. It happened all during COVID and the pandemic. And there was about, you know, memorials and you can't have more than, you know, 10 people, 20 people, 50 people. Well, they finally got permission from like the government <laughs> from, you know, the, the province to, to have a memorial for Colby Cave and to have his family, to have the team. And it was it was a very emotional day. So they had this on April 10th. So which is Saturday, Saturday. They had this plan for about three months. They had no game on that Saturday. And they said, all right, we're going to have it Saturday morning. We'll have the memorial service. And everybody has the day. And I think they played on Sunday. So they were like, okay, this is fine. This is great. Well, Montreal got COVID. Montreal got COVID the week before. And they were supposed to play Edmonton. And the NHL comes in and says, oh, you're free April 10th. And puts the game the evening of April 10th. Now... I mean, I've been to friends' funerals. They're really draining. Especially when it's someone young. Yeah. They're really, really draining. And a teammate. I really think the NHL messed up. Edmonton lost five to nothing to the Flames. Oh, to the Flames. It was to the Flames, not Montreal. Oh, right. Because they had to shift the Montreal game. Then they had to shift the Calgary game. That's right. So they lose five to nothing. So the NHL, I get it. They're professional athletes. But if you have something planned like that and then you go out and then then you expect them to play. I mean, Connor McDavid even came out and was like, you know, some days are a lot more than just hockey. Mm -hmm. And that was his quote. And I was like, you know, that is absolutely correct. Like going through something like that is just, you know, I can't imagine being a player no. and then having to go out and to play. Uh, teams are like families. Yep. So it's it's similar to losing a fam- a close family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Connor McDavid isn't one that speaks out kind of against anything. No. Like, he's a really, really quiet guy. And apparently all the teammates, like, stood up and said something about Colby. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I could do that. Like, and then have to go out and put... 100% effort and I know some people were like oh well then they should have ridden that emotion to win and I'm like that's eh, draining it's draining so I think it was just a hard day and I-, I do think that the NHL messed up and I do think that you know Connor McDavid speaking out is a really 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 um, big step and a big sign uh, that the NHL 
I don't know, there's nothing they can do, obviously. I but. mean, they're scrambling as well. They're trying to fit in games in the schedule. I, I get it. Uh, you know, they they are, but they've got to get these games played. But so you you have enough time. It's not like the season ends tomorrow. What do you have a hockey doubleheader? Well, no, you just have them <laughs> play on like a Monday. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. or a Wednesday. But there was no reason to make up that game at that time. Yeah, and the fact that it was you know three and a half hours down the road. You know what I mean? It's not not like they had to fly to Ottawa. See? Ottawa, not Halifax. Ottawa. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it's just down that... What was that highway from Edmonton to Calgary? I can't remember, but that donut shop in the middle was amazing. And Red Deer? The Dutch Mill Donut Shop. Was it Red Deer? It was Red Deer, yes. Yeah, I just know that the highway is dead straight, and then it makes a bend, and that's where the most amazing donut shop is. Mm-hmm. I told you, sports, food, and travel, that's our life. And that is our life. I, I, you know, donuts are my thing. So they are your thing. They were I really find good. It, I, I, They're when not I go, my thing, and they were really good. I, when I go somewhere, <laughs> I, f- I find out where the good donut place is. Yes, yes, definitely. So, so that is the NHL. That's what we have for the NHL. Uh, should we shift into the NFL draft a little bit? Sure. The 2021 NFL draft will be the 86th overall meeting of the National Football League franchises. Uh, it is going to be held in Cleveland from April 29th to May 1st. The Jacksonville Jagger, Jaguars, who had the NFL's worst record in 2020, will have the number one pick. And even if you've been hiding in a cave for the entire season, everybody knows Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick. He has been the number one pick in every mock draft I have seen. Every expert is picking him. So... Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. <laughs> I, he's going to go to the Jags. I know everybody's really hot on him, but I, I'm i just not. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I think He did not handle pressure, where, pressure well. That's in one that game. Alab- I know that's one game, and you can't judge things on one game. But I just, I don't know. I see it. I think he has all the tools. Um, you know, will he be the best... Is he the best quarterback prospect ever? No. But I, I think he's going to have a really, really nice commu- uh, career. I think he's going to be a game changer for whatever team he ends up on, which is going to be the Jags. Now, the Jets, they thought they were going to get the number one pick, but they ended up winning game. <laughs> which, so don't get a start. I know we <laughs> talked about that game. So they had to consign themselves to the number two pick, which I think we both agree Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely think Zach Wilson's going to go to the Jets. Um, I, I, I'm I, sorry. I hope things are better for him than previous Jets quarterbacks. We've talked about this. Um, Pennington, Sanchez, Sanchez. Smith, Darnold. I think, and I think the Jets were pretty certain about Zach Wilson, and the Darnold trade cemented it and it's 99% certain they're going to be picking Zach Wilson from they would have Provo, taken him Utah. anyway yeah <laughs> uh, you know I, I really I really like I, I really like Zach Wilson I'm so glad because initially I thought his his stock was way too low um people had him much lower in the draft and I was like no Zach Wilson is like it he's the deal <laughs> now will he be able to handle the New York media a kid from Utah BYU um, I, you know, I think so. I think, I right. think so. I think he'll be okay. I, I he, just, he conducts I, and holds himself very well and very professionally, like, kind of like Daniel Jones does. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I watched a few. I actually did watch a few of the BYU games because they would be on. They're really good. They would be on at like He's, 10 o'clock at night. So if you can't sleep, you could put some college football on. And I was very impressed by them and by him. Uh, and I, I kind of grew to really like him. And I really hope the Jets don't screw it up. Yeah, me too. Me too. Or if they do st- screw it up, they get rid of him faster. And so he can have a career somewhere Yeah, and, and I think I, I think it wasn't, I really think it wasn't Sam Darnold's fault. I think he's going to have a pretty nice career in, in uh, Carolina. I yeah. think he's going to do pretty well. So, so you got Zach Wilson and then, you know, the third pick, the third pick, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. Um, I know everybody's kind of picking Mac Jones. That's who I'm picking. To and go I'll third. Explain and it. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm going with, I still think Trey Lance might land third. Uh, but go ahead, Mac Jones. So I think fans and media seem somewhat perplexed by the fact that Mac Jones is going to go number three. Uh, but it, it it's because of Kyle Shanahan. And I think Mac Jones uh, really fits into their system. He, he Shanahan likes a quarterback exactly like Mac Jones. And I think the fact that because Shanahan and John Lynch traded up, uh, he's going to San Francisco. Okay. And... I think. Uh, Are we going to have to pick Joe up out of the the drunk <laughs> tank at some point this season? <laughs> and then I think because I want to get to my trivia, so I'm going to oh, jump ahead a little All bit. Right. So Atlanta has the fourth pick. They're going to take a quarterback. They're taking Trey Lance now. Who are they going to pick? They're going to pick Justin Fields or Trey mm-hmm. Lance. Trey Lance. Now, whoever Atlanta doesn't pick will be drafted by Washington with the eighth pick. So I, I see Atlanta taking field. Sorry, I disagree with you. Lance only has 17 college football starts. There's really no projection on how his skills are going to translate in the NFL. Um, there's a lot to love about his game. I will give you that. I, I think Justin Fields is the more proven NFL-ready quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go to Atlanta. Now. He's, he's No. That leads me to my <laughs> trivia. <laughs> So if that happens, that means four quarterbacks go oh, in the first four man. picks. Man, when's the last time that happened? I bet you're going to tell me. If quarterbacks, uh, if quarterbacks go in the first, second, third, and fourth overall picks of the first round, it's never happened before. Whoa! Twice before in 1971 and 1999, uh, teams took quarterbacks with the first three picks. So I can tell you who those three picks were. Oh, let's go! All right. So, 1971, the number one pick was the Boston Patriots, and they picked Jim Plunkett out of Stanford. Oh, Jim Plunkett. Okay. And they were the Boston Patriots. Boston Patriots. Okay. Number two, the New Orleans Saints took Archie Archie Manning, Manning. a quarterback out of Mississippi. Okay. Yep. Number three, the Houston Oilers took Dan Pastorini, a Mm. quarterback Mm -hmm. and punter from Mm -hmm. Santa Clara. Who I think ended his career as a punter. Did he? I think so. All right. I just like that he was a combination quarterback punter. Well, that was the time then. 1971. All right. So 99 is your other one? Okay. 99. The number one pick was Cleveland, and they picked Tim Couch from Kentucky. (laughs) Tim Couch. (laughs) No, I'm wrong. He was quarterback the whole time, by the way, Dan Pastorini. I had to look it up, but I, I I really thought he... He did kick. Now, All right. Anyway, Tim go ahead. Couch was one of many uh, Cleveland Brown quarterbacks that they took very high that just didn't succeed. <laughs> um, number two pick was the Philadelphia Eagles. 
99. Michael Vick? No. Big East team. No, he didn't. See, he was drafted out of a Big East team. I don't know. Donovan McNabb. Oh, Donovan McNabb. I always forgot that he went to secure, uh, Syracuse. I can't even say Syracuse. <laughs> Sycaroose. Sycaroose. <laughs> yeah, I go to Sorry, Syracuse. <laughs> uh, okay. And the number three pick from the Cincinnati Bengals was Akili Smith, the quarterback from Oregon. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> I'd say he played like one like Tim play. Couch did not have a, a career in yeah, the NFL, but I know him. I know what happened to him. I've never even heard of Achilles Smith. No, no. Wow. So there you hmm. have it. So if four quarterbacks didn't go in the first four picks, it's never happened before. Um, and if we have three pick quarterbacks in the first three picks, it'll only be the third time in history. So there you go. I like so your do you So you, what do you think about the four quarterback idea? Do I you, think the four quarterback idea. You think is, Atlanta is, will take a quarterback? Oh yeah, I think they could. I think that's a. I think that's valid. And you're saying Trey Lance? I think Trey Lance. I'm I know saying you're going Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. And then I think Washington has the eighth pick. They're gonna pick whichever one Atlanta didn't pick. So either Washington Trey Lance, or Carolina have the eighth pick. I thought I thought it was Washington. Oh, maybe they traded. So. Well, anyway, Washington's in there, so I think that <laughs> they will take whoever Atlanta doesn't take as a quarterback. So, so the, who then? Um, I mean, Kyle Pitts is somebody that I'm 100. percent Well, I love 100% Kyle Pitts. Hot and on. Is he going to end up in Cincinnati, or is he going to end up in Miami? He will not end up in Cincinnati. I will tell you why. The Bengals, after they showed last year, they need to protect Joe Burrow. So they're gonna they're take, gonna pick uh, an Sewell. Yep, they are gonna pick an offensive lineman in Penny Sewell because last year Joe Burrow was getting slammed in every play, and he ended up destroying Injured. his knee. Mm-hmm. So I think if they don't go out there and get him some protection, there's something seriously wrong with their franchise. So I think they're gonna take uh, Penny Sewell, which means Miami, if they're smart, will grab Kyle Pitts out or of Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase as well. I think if there wasn't such a need for quarterbacks in the first couple of picks, Kyle Pitts could be a number one or two pick. Mm-hmm. The dude's game-changing talent. And I have said this before. I, I think your most important player on the field is your quarterback. Your second most, Im- most important player is your tight end. Mm-hmm. If you can get a good, strong tight end who can block, who can catch, who can run, I, I think that'll make any team successful. I mean, look at look at the tight ends out there that have really made their teams who they are. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I like Kyle Pitts. I wish he would be around for the Giants <laughs> with the 11th pick, but that's not going to happen. I don't see him being here. At all. I think no. he's a good fit for Miami. He's a Florida guy. I, I just see that happening. Uh, now my Giants, they have the 11th pick, and I think they take either one of the Alabama wide receivers. I think they take either Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddell. They're both from Alabama. They're both good. (laughs) Um, And I think whoever the Giants don't pick, the Eagles will pick in the 12th pick as a a good target for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Okay. That's my prediction. I like like your predictions. Where do you differ? Oh, I differ in in several places. All right. Well, let's hear it. Including um, the quarterback position. Okay. Um, I, I... 
The quarterbacks, I mean, I agree with Lawrence and Wilson going one and two. I'm not sold on Jones going three, but you you put up a hell of a good argument. Thank you. So it's either going to be Jones or Lance, and they could flip. So it could be Lance or Jones. I still still think Cincinnati's going to pull. I think they're going to grab Kyle Pitts, even though, again, very compelling argument. That they need offensive line and offensive tackle. And Benny Sewell is like the bomb. Yeah. So I get that. I think Miami's going to grab Jamar Chase. Okay. Um, I think uh, the Lions are going to grab uh, Patrick Sertain. Sertain? Yeah, I Sertain. agree with that. Um, I know I kind of skipped a couple <clears throat> picks and went right to the Giants-Eagles. <laughs> the Skins are going to take Justin Fields. Yeah, I think they're going to take either Justin Fields or Trey Lance, who has Trey yep. Lance, who's ever there. Yep. Um, I I think the let's see who else is up there. I mean Slater's there for Dallas. I he would be good. He he would be a good one. What do you think about um, the Giants and the Eagles taking wide receivers? I said the two wide receivers from Alabama. I think the Giants may take a linebacker. Don't they need a linebacker? Well, the Giants need a lot, but yeah, it's true. I, I think because uh, I, I think the defense, the defense is getting there, and I think the defense is, but weak I think as the offense is. I think the defense is weaker. I but think I, I would prefer to take like Parsons or. But I feel like Horn. defense you can draft later on in the draft. Yeah, I, I there's feel some like really good talent there this year. <sighs> but okay, that's that's fair. All right. That's fair. The Eagles. They're gonna. I think they're gonna get a target for Jalen Hurts. Okay, what do you think? Do I, they go offense? Do they defense? go with uh, Waddle? I think either Waddle or Devonta Smith. Mm, Devonta Smith. Yeah, that's Both another from one. Alabama. Yep, that's another <laughs> one that that could go well. You know, and then there's also the interesting argument about Miami, and the fact is their quarterback Tua is an Alabama guy. So do they pick? one of the Alabama wide receivers. See, that's what I think is going to happen. But if Kyle Pitts is there, they'd be How, stupid if, not to if take they, him. If they don't take Kyle Pitts and you're a Dolphins fan, you need to just stop. Just stop being a <laughs> Dolphins fan. I, I if think, he's there, you, they have to take I him. I think Kyle Pitts needs to hang around till the 11th pick because the Giants could desperately need he's a not tight going end. To. Sorry. He's definitely not going to be there I'm done with 30. the Evan Ingram experiment. He needs to go and Kyle Pitts... Would be so nice. Look, to my have. bills don't pick until number thirty, which well, means who cares? I will you be, guys are good. I will be long asleep, long asleep. But they are going to take a pass rusher. They have to. They have to take a pass rusher. Probably either in uh, probably an edge. Um, I don't know who, but um, whatever edge is out there, they're going to take. That's I, what I, I, think. I agree with you on that. Chiefs, I think are going to get um, Mahomes more targets. I think they're going to go with wide receivers. They don't go for to build up uh, defense or his mm-hmm. O-line? No, okay. I think they're going to go for targets. Maybe go get a big guy for their defense. I mean, the Steelers need to go with a quarterback, but they're not going to. No. Because they, they love Ben, ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. And, you know, they've got Mason Rudolph. Well, they also have um, Hopkins. Yep. Maybe Hopkins will no. figure himself out. No. Okay. Mark my word. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Oh, Jalen Phillips might be a good option. He's he he'd be out there as an edge. Hmm. But yeah, I don't. But I don't do know. we really care about those teams because they're winning teams? We don't care who they get in the draft. 
Yeah, I guess so. What we care about is the bad teams, like my team, <laughs> and the, all of the NFC East uh, getting players to help make them better. So we have an NFC East team that actually is playing at 500 in the postseason. Yep. So are, are, do you have anything more to say about the draft? I think that's it. All right. I think I'm done with the, the NFL I, draft. I have something that you're going to... No, oh. something that you are going to vehemently disagree with. The Bills are going to lose <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs. No. Because I agree. No. Go ahead. Russell Wilson will not be leaving the Seahawks. I know you have been saying this for weeks that he's going to be leaving, but another standout in Seattle has made it known that it was Wilson who helped to recruit him in free agency. Um, Carlos Dunlap just told the NFL Network that Wilson basically said he's not leaving. Uh, he's he's here with us. He's here to stay. Uh, this time it's running back Chris Carson, who was unrestricted free agent this offseason. He, um, he was ready to leave Seattle, uh, and then he signed a two-year deal um, because he wants to continue taking handoffs from Wilson. Had several conversations with Russell Wilson about what the quarterback position would look like for 2021. Uh, Wilson pretty much guaranteed him that he would he's there to stay in Seattle. Uh, there was a trade for and a multi-year deal for offensive lineman Gabe Jackson. Uh, that's a big step in protect, protecting Russell Wilson. Uh, they gave them a multi-year extension to all-pro wideout Tyler Lockett. Uh, that sent Russell Wilson into, like, he was so happy on social media about the fact that they signed Tyler Lockett. I think all the ruffled feathers in Seattle are starting to smooth. I think Seattle's doing right by by Russell Wilson by signing those players and locking up other players. And I think Russell Wilson's there to stay. So here's where I disagree with you. <laughs> Here we go. Whenever you see a team and teammates coming out and saying, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. But that's not what happened. These are guys that were signed as free agents saying Chris Carson wasn't no but um the uh and some one Dunlap, of the other players. Carlos Dunlap was a free agent they went out and got him a big offensive lineman and Gabe Jackson all right go ahead he's gonna start the season with Seattle he's not ending the season with Seattle because if a trade hasn't happened by now I don't see it happening unless it happens at the draft and I, I don't see that happening either but I absolutely will say that the first game that he gets sacked three times or more, he's going to be out. I will honestly say Russell Wilson is going to sign a multi-year extension on his contract he's with Seattle. He's going to be a lifer in Seattle. Yes. I don't see it. I see it. I don't see it. I, don't I know you so. disagree with me. I, I, I knew no matter whatever I brought up, what points I brought up, you would disagree. Uh -huh. right. Yeah, no, I disagree with you. That's okay. We're allowed to disagree. It's I, called I will sports. bet you a... a, a I don't know. You know I don't work. have any money. Uh, That's okay. We don't have to bet anything. It's okay. She's bragging rights. It's <laughs> all good. I'll bet you bragging rights that Russell Wilson signs a multi-year deal with Seattle. He's not signing a multi-year deal. He is a Seattle lifer. I'm just going to say he's not signing a multi-year deal. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo for Russell Wilson. That would be dumb. <laughs> I, why would you do that deal? That that just makes no sense. <sighs> or uh, um, No, I... I don't know. I still see him in Vegas. Or Carr for Russell Wilson. I still see him in, I still see him in I Vegas. I don't see it. I think you're wrong. He signed That's a multi-year deal. That's fine. So that is the NFL. Do we have anything else to talk about in the NFL? Are we nope. good? Are I we good? Major League Baseball. 
my New York Mets had their game postponed today because of snow. Yep. They were expected to play oh, in Colorado. Still April. Um, there was great video of the New York Mets getting off the plane in Colorado, and it's just coming down in <laughs> like a blizzard. <laughs> so uh, this, they're expected to play a doubleheader tomorrow. Can we talk a little bit about the one in two teams in the power rankings and the oh, fact yeah. that the series is starting? This, I am so sorry, Red Sox and, and Yankees. This currently is the best rivalry in baseball. Padres-Dodgers. I think today is, uh, I think if we're talking 2021, yes, I think this is the rivalry this year. This, Dodgers, is, this Padres. is the best rival mm-hmm. right now. Rivalry yeah, right like now. in 2021. Yes. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I think the... Uh, the Dodgers are, um, even though Tatis got hurt for the Padres. He's back. He's coming back oh, for this series. They see? just announced it. Mm, that makes me a little nervous. But the Dodgers and the Padres, I think I've said all all year when we've talked baseball that I've felt that the Padres are a better team than the Dodgers. Even though the Dodgers are, right now, they're what, 10-2. and two. Padres are 8-5. and five. I just, I just think that the Padres are just a they're just a better team and I I am very excited about the series by me saying this and my my track history of how well I did in the NCAA Final Four and the uh, NCAA Championship as a whole uh, that means that the Dodgers are going to win each game by at least 10 runs well in this three-game series Dodgers are going to at least take two or three What's the uh, pitching rotations going into it's this one the their first their three best starters on the mound for the Dodgers I will say this about Trevor Bauer. So far, he's doing very well, but I don't think he's going to pitch a whole season. I think they're going to bust him with um, illegal pitches because they keep taking his balls off the the, yeah. the balls that he well, pitches off the field. At the moment, though, the yes. Dodgers starters are on a roll. Their bullpen has been very good. Mookie is back. Max Muncy is is on fire. I think the Dodgers, they're, they're going to be playing at Petco Park. There's going to be fans there. I think it would send a huge message to Dodger Nation if they took two or three or swept. Yeah. I, I could see that happening. I, I could. I, I see the Dodgers taking two or three or all three. Oh, you see the Dodgers taking two or three. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see the Padres mm-hmm. doing it. Um, so that would be the message to pa- to the Padres Nation. And Yes. Yeah, got it. I just feel like at the moment, the Dodgers are playing their best ball. And you're right. It could come apart at the seams. They could nail Trevor Bauer for tampering with baseballs. There could be some bad injuries. Their bullpen could fall apart. But at the moment, I think they're the better team. And I don't care if they're the better team right now because it's April. I care if they're the better team in yes, September. Yes, but we're just, talk- we're just talking about this, their first matchup. Hey, Eric Hosmer and Will Myers are, like, destroying. They're, they're batting. They're batting a combined 341. Will Myers is the guy nobody talks about, uh-huh. and he's good. And he's been that way for years. Yeah. Years. He's always like that kind of quiet guy that you put out in right field that you forget about, and then he gets up and he, you know, he's batting 305 or whatever. I mean, this past weekend, the Dodgers swept the Nationals. Uh, they didn't have Mookie Betts. They didn't have Cody Bellinger. I mean, it just shows how good their depth is. And it's funny because Mookie Betts, uh, when he returned later in the week, he said he kind of joked like, you know, he said, we don't really need me <laughs> because mm-hmm. they swept the Nationals without him. Uh, <sighs> Trevor Bauer, 2.7 ERA, 29 strikeouts, five walks in his first 20 innings. I do agree. I, I think something may come down with him. But at the moment, 
that it Dodgers are going to take to a three or three all. Okay. Yeah, and, and I did hear that they're bringing back Tatis. Uh, I think it might be a little too early. Yeah, I, that makes me a little bit nervous. It was a pretty nervous. bad shoulder injury. Hey, can we talk about who who they have at number three of the power rankings? Uh, yeah, and if it's the same, is this ESPN power rankings? Yes, it is. I disagree I with it. One hundred percent disagree <laughs> with it. How can you put a team that is currently five and seven? They're in third place in their division. Their only pitching is Garrett Cole, whose ERA is 1.67, and the rest of their four starters have a combined ERA of 6.06. Their bullpen hasn't been that great either. How can you make them number three? All they do, they they left 20 runners on base last weekend. I know. I watched those games. I remember. Like, how do you leave 20 runners on base? Like, do you know how many laps I would have to be running if I got up to bat and there were runners on base and I didn't at least get one of them home or at least advance them? It's home run, pop up, or strikeout. Absolutely. That's it. I, I don't, I just, and, and I'm They're a ba- Yankees fan. The Can Yankees we just are say going, that? They're number two based on tradition and name. I mean, I'm so, number three. They were number two. They dropped to number three. I think what's most concerning to me about the Yankees are you mentioned it you're starting pitching oh my god Corey Kluber went what two innings Corey Kluber who went two and one third innings in his second start allowing five, five runs, runs. Uh, ta- uh Jamison Talion in his second outing he went three and two thirds innings five runs on eight hits uh he's returning from his second Tommy John surgery he I, might be on his way to a third Tommy John surgery uh that's what's concerning to me is their pitching rotation no, and and the fact that we leave twenty runners on base. Yeah, that's really bad. Like, how how do frick do you leave twenty runners now, on base? I I what you know the last games that I watched were against Toronto, and can I just say I love Toronto. Toronto to me, I believe that they are ranked. Well, they're eleventh, and I think it's too. Low. I think it's too low. I agree with you. I think their previous ranking was nine. I mean, they did they did drop a series to the Rangers and the Angels. But you have to you have to look at the fact that their bullpen got banged up a little bit. They've lost their closer. They've lost their middle relief. Their young guys can play. They can play like nobody's they business. They are a lot of fun to watch. And I I mean you gotta look out for Toronto because I know I've talked about them a lot early on. Um, I agree with you though. I think eleven is is too low. And and I, after watching them beat up on the Yankees this oh, weekend, yeah, like and they, they know how to they know they get guys on base. They steal bases. They get guys home. It's not always reliant on the home run. Mm-hmm. The Yankees, that's what they do. They hit home runs. That's how they score their runs. They can't score runs any other ways. Yep. I think another team that's too low are the Mets. Can we just say that the New York team that's in first place is not the Yankees, but the <laughs> New York Mets? <laughs> I, I think I think the fact that they are... They are their number nine, I think, in the ranking. Yes, right? they're five, five and, three. and three. I, I am very impressed with the Mets. That's, well, actually, that's all I'm going to say. I, I'm very, very impressed with them because you can see Strowman's having a great year. I, I told you Walker was a great pickup well, for you guys. Degrom, Strowman, and Walker, uh, through two outings apiece, have a combined one point two four ERA and just two home runs allowed over thirty six and one third inning. And, and uh, Peterson, 
the other night dropped his ERA by so like fifty percent. We went to our first baseball game since Pete Alonso hit broke the rookie home run record. It's which been was a really September long time. Twenty nineteen. We you know we we went to City Field uh, Wednesday Masked night. Up. Yep. Mask up, proof of vaccination. Um, and it was awesome to be in a great. game. <laughs> Can I just tell you? It was so it much was, fun. I want to go again. It was awesome. I want to go again. Um, I felt 100% safe. Uh, City Field d- has done an excellent job. capacity. So it's a 40,000 seat stadium. So it was about 8,000 people there. They've done a great job with uh, keeping things clean. I parked in my usual spot, pulled through close to the exit, and I was the only car in that area. <laughs> <laughs> and because that's what Jen does all the time, you know uh, that you like know that Wally World. It's yeah, like you know World. the end scene in Vacation where the Grizz- Griswolds park at the very end of the parking lot because they'll be the first ones to leave. That's Jen. I can't help it. I'm a product of my father. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot help it. Anyway, um, we went to the game Wednesday, uh, and it was Mets Phillies. Mets Phillies. It was Zach Wheeler versus uh, David Peterson, who had a 13.5 ERA going into the game, but boy, did he look good. 10 strikeouts? Yeah. The Mets ended up winning the game, and uh, they should have uh, taken all four from the Phillies, but their last game got postponed. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, it, it, since we're talking about the Mets Phillies game, the Phillies. What the hell, man? Can like, I just say one more thing, though, about the Mets before yes, we move on to how much go. Bryce Harper sucks? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so the only thing I think that's hurting the Mets is their bats are struggling a little bit. But, but I, that's coming around. I, I think we saw that coming around. That's what I was going to say when we were at the game. You said it. You're like, look at uh, McCann. He's starting to hit. He went three for four. Lindor starting to hit. And these are two American League guys that are, are transitioning to the National League. It's going to take them a little bit of time. Yep. So and you they, you said it during the game, you the, know. The other thing the Mets have to do is they have to stop trying to force Dominic Smith to play left field. Please, <laughs> please stop making him try to play left Where's field. Where is he going to play? The guy's got a great bat. Where are you going to put him? Stick him in right field. If you look at the percentages of balls that are hit, chances are it's going to go to left field. Over, It's going to go to left field. It's not going to go to the right field. Stick him in right field. Isn't that where you always put like your weakest player? They have Conforto in right field. Look, Jose Canseco played right field. <laughs> All the guy could do was hit. How many? Well, when you're that big on top and you got skinny little legs, you can't run he very fast. He ran into the wall, I don't know how many times. He had a ball bounce off of his head, go over the wall. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jose Canseco played right field. And don't get me wrong. There are some great right fielders. Paul O'Neill is a great right fielder. I liked Paul O'Neill a lot. Oh, I loved Paul Neal. Big fan. Yeah, big fan of him. Aaron Judge, but I can't say Aaron Judge is great defensively. Like he definitely he's better some, than Dominic Smith. He is better than Dominic. But Smith. But see, Dominic Smith is a first baseman. Which I that's don't all he knows how to play. Because it, weren't they? Um, well, no, they had Alonzo. That's right. They had Pete Alonzo on first. It was the Yankees that had Jay Bruce on first when they should have had somebody else on first. I base. thought the Mets should have dealt Dominic Smith. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of American teams mm-hmm. that were interested in him, like the Yankees, to play first base. You're getting a good bat. The guy can hit home runs. Um, he's a good team player. Uh, he can play first base. And He's a lefty. He's a lefty bat. And he's a lefty bat. And I think that the Mets should have dealt him because I think we could have gotten some uh, good things for him. And I know there's a bunch of teams that were interested in. Yeah, but it's, I lo- it's a shame. And don't get me wrong. I love Dom Smith. Yeah, I love he's him. He's awesome. Um, he's awesome. But yeah, so... Anyway, so the Mets, 
Yes, totally agree. They're starting to hit. But can we talk about the Phillies and how much how much money they spend have spent on their players that are hitting jack? I mean, when Didi Gregorius is one of your better hitters, and I love Didi, but he he's a veteran. He's a shortstop. But he's, he's a consistent hitter. Reese, Ho- Reese Hoskins is doing pretty well. Ew, he's doing pretty he's well. Doing he's doing, doing all right. Okay. He's on my fantasy team. He's not doing Real great. Real he just got that huge contract. You yep. knew he wasn't going to do anything this year. But can we talk about Bryce Harper for a minute? Well, they have Alex Bohm. I like him. Alex Bohm is Alex Bohm is good. Alex Bohm. Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm. He's very. He's very good. I like him. Very good, young, up and coming player. So Bryce Harper, because um, a numbers dork, makes forty seven thousand dollars in at bat. This is based on. The most at-bats he's ever had in a season, which was 573. I think that was like three, four years ago. <clears throat> so I, I based his salary, his annual salary, on that number. Side note, she does this for a lot of players. I do. I do. And by the way, he's a right fielder. Um, he struck out three times. Well, here's the interesting part. He knows he's going to get booed at City Field. Oh, yes. Good, so good call. Let's start at the warm-ups. He doesn't even go out at nope. warm-ups. He's not even out there. You don't see him. And then he doesn't, you don't, you finally see him and he strikes out three times. And yes, he does get booed by the Mets fans, but that's what base booed by everybody. But that's what baseball fans do. Just means that just means you've made it when you get booed. So one of his strikeouts, was it his first strikeout? It was uh, his first strikeout. It was to end to the end, first inning. And the first inning. Now, what do outfielders and other players do when they go out? to their positions they run to their positions or at least jog or at least jog bryce harper very slowly like kind of like eeyore walked out to his position it was really slow it was really slow head down and i you said this to me that you're like he doesn't want to be here <laughs> i just it just that's what it looks like to me it looks like bryce harper does not want to be there and i really wonder and the more i thought about it i wonder how much the wind got taken out of his sails when he leaves the Nationals and that year they win the World <laughs> Series. I mean, that must have been because he was Nationals, Nationals, Nationals. I mean, even in the Philadelphia Phillies press conference, mm-hmm. he said, I can't wait to bring a World yes. Series to Washington. <laughs> and everybody's like, you're in Philadelphia, dude. You're in Philly. So I get it. He was excited. But, you know, he $47,000 in that bat. He... $113,000 they spent on him to strike out. Now, I get it. You there's can pay me $10,000 and I'll strike out. There's all sorts of other numbers in there. But I, I just... He also, he can't throw anymore. He can't throw anymore. We saw a couple of times... I don't know what's uh, happened from right with that. field, he, you know, um, New York Met was running to third base. And I don't even think he made the cutoff, man. No, he bounced it to the cutoff. Yeah. So he can't throw anymore. I just, I just don't... And guess what, Phillies? You have him for another 10 years? Yeah. So have fun. You have him you have for another 13, decade. It was a 13-year, $330 million yeah. contract, right? Yeah, so he's he's batting 231, two home runs, four RBIs, seven runs uh, this season. Last year, in the shortened season, 2020, he had 13 home runs, 33 RBIs in 41 games. 
Um, I'm sorry. His numbers runs, consistently are going down. It's the natural decline. Natural decline. The year before, 260, 35 home runs, 114 RBIs in 98 games. 98 runs, sorry. I keep saying games. I don't know why I keep saying games. Um, so, yeah, I... Um, I don't know. Let's see what happens with him. But I, you know, if you're a baseball player and you can't take having fans boo at you. I mean, we don't know that's the reason, but it sure does. It sure does make you wonder. (laughs) Do you know how many baseball players have gone to other stadiums and been booed? I mean, unfortunately, there's been things thrown at them like. As we talked about last week, why don't you get the gifts at the beginning exactly. of the game? And why don't you get so, gifts with batteries? Grow a thicker skin. I just, I Show just some don't excitement. understand. Jog out to your position. Now, he did just have a two-run double earlier today, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, not impressed with him. I, I don't know. I was just, I was really surprised. I expected a little more out of him, but, uh, you know, whatever. Prove us wrong. That's that's fine. No, he don't did, don't prove us wrong. He I'm did, a Mets He fan. did shoulder the loss. He shouldered it. Um... You know, he's well, just striking out. To me, the, he's striking the out. The Phillies all the time. can save a lot of money, and I will go and strike out for them for ten thousand dollars. Not bad. Yeah, that'll work. So, what? Another thing in baseball I wanted to mention is that there was almost a perfect game. Oh, this Carlos happened. Rodon, Rondon. So we were on our way home from the Phillies game, the Mets game, and I saw an alert come up on my phone. So of course I I put the radio on so we could listen to it, and. He got to the ninth inning, the second out, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he, he hit Salvador Perez on the foot. But then he ended the game, so that was his only his only only blemish, only blemish. And the guy pitched a perfect game. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, he almost pitched a perfect game. He, he had a no hitter. So no-hitter. that's the second no hitter of this young season. Yeah, uh, Joe Musgrave. Uh, had the first one for the Padres yep and their first one ever for the Padres now somebody was very excited about this almost perfect game because they just picked him up in their fantasy team yeah I was really excited about that he he had like six strikeouts and gave up one run in his first start yeah. for the year and I was like why is he sitting out here as a free agent so I grabbed him so I was really excited and that it brought my ERA and whip down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like trouncing whoever I'm playing this week. And the Chicago White Sox, did you see their number seven on ESPN's power rankings? Uh, you know, it's hard for me to be excited about that because the whole Tony La Russa thing. He's making some odd decisions this season. Well, he's an odd person. Um, I mean, he's not playing. Um, they have that superstar rookie, Andrew Vaughn. He's uh-huh. not really playing him. Yeah. Uh, it's Tony Larusa. It is good to see the White Sox though um, coming alive a little bit because they were bad for a while. Yes. So. Yes, that's true. I mean, that is true, and I want to see the Central AL Central really start to kick tail again. Um, yeah. So, anything more to say about the Major League Baseball and the power rankings? I don't think so. I think um, I'm excited. The season's kicking off, and I think we've got a great matchup rivalry this weekend i think it's gonna be a lot of fun this weekend yep it's gonna be good do we want to finish up with golf we can finish with golf but before we jump to golf you know uh racing this weekend indie indie racing starts up this weekend Mm -hmm. and you know i like racing racing is fun but um can i can i just say that i am cheering for nascar great jimmy johnson as he takes his first crack at 
the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. He's number 48 IndyCar. He's not going to finish the race. He's going to finish the race. (laughs) He's going to finish the race. I mean, I I think going from... There is not very many... Going from Indy to NASCAR is harder... I don't know what's harder going from Indy to NASCAR and NASCAR to Indy. There's really not many successes. No, there aren't. There aren't. I I like Jimmy, but I like Jimmy Johnson, but I'm I'm definitely cheering for him. I want to see him do well. Um, My guy in IndyCar is Scott Dixon for sure. So, you know, we've got that. We've got the Formula One uh, Grand Prix in Italy is going on this weekend. And uh, NASCAR. We've got NASCAR down in Richmond this weekend. No NASCAR. Was Truex? No, NASCAR? no, Truex won the um, pole. Yes. Uh, this weekend, so he's having a great, great season. Yep, so and far. it's nice. He's a Jersey guy. Yes, he is a Jersey New guy. Egypt? So we're yep. So we're excited about that. Uh, so yeah. So I just wanted to mention racing because that's really uh, starting to kick off quite a bit. And. PGA golf. golf. We've had some some fun stuff going on. So I don't know if anybody uh, watched. I'm sure he did. The Masters were this past weekend. And Hideki Matsuyama became the first male Japanese player to win a major at the Masters. Um, now, what's interesting about Japan is the game is very expensive. Um, but an estimated 9.7 million Japanese play golf. Holy cow. Um so they love the game. They go crazy for it. So what his victory means to an already golf crazed country uh, is I don't. It's kind of unclear. But I, what's going to happen when he returns to play in the Olympics this summer in Tokyo? Um, you know, golf was already going to be one of the most popular sports, uh, and now I, I think uh, um, it's going to be huge. I mean, no fans are going to be allowed to see it, but. No. I think this guy's in for a, a wild ride. He is just going to be celebrated, and he should be. I think uh, he played some incredible golf. <laughs> he almost let it slip through his fingers, yeah. though. But uh, Xander Shoffley really screwed it up because I think Xander Shoffley could have won. And, I, I think he, he could have put bad. one into the water. Yeah, on it was a, a Jen and Lisa shot. It actually. was a Jen and Lisa shot on yeah. seventeen, right? Yeah. And you, when you're like, oh, I hope it's not a good ball that I'm hitting into the water. And yeah, it ends up being a good ball. So, congrats to Hideki Matsuyama. What I really loved was the image of his caddy taking his hat off on the 18th green and bowing to the course, See, paying his respect. That's cool. I like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see Matsuyama play in the Olympics, I think. Yes. Um, especially in front of his home country, because he has the the press and the photographers follow him around like they used to follow Tiger Woods around. The Japanese are golf crazy. So we'll see what happens. That's, uh, that's yeah, that's that's going to be fun, fun to watch the, how he does uh, for the rest of the season. And I have one last thing about golf. Yeah. So right now the uh, RBC uh, tournament, Heritage Tournament, is going on in Hilton Head Island in South Carolina, one of my favorite places to play golf. Um, So Cameron Smith, uh, he is an Australian, and he has been in the lead. I don't know if he's still – no, Stuart Sink is in the lead currently. But he was in the lead. Um. So he opened the tournament with a career best nine under 62 Thursday on Harbor Town. Uh, he hold a bunker shot on the par 317. Uh, he did really well. Uh, 
the only thing that has gone wrong for him is that he's an avid fisherman and he hasn't caught any fish. Oh. Uh, so the tour, PGA Tour <laughs> social media has followed him around um, as he grabbed his fishing rod and headed out to go fishing in in, in and around Harbortown. Uh, and he was at a place called Bernard Cor- Cove, which is part of Harbortown, and didn't have any luck. And he got chased off by security. <laughs> he was there for about 45 minutes. And then security came out and escorted uh, escorted him off. Um, he said he's addicted to fishing. He tried his best to stay out there, but he thought it was best just to leave. Yeah. So here's this top-level PGA golfer who's playing in a tournament uh, at the same place uh, right. where he was just kicked out for, for fishing. fishing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> pretty awesome. That's okay, Cameron. Uh, he also has a fantastic mullet. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I'm not sure that I have. I'll have to, yeah. uh, I'll have to look check him it up. Out. He's got, you know how we've discussed like good mullets. Yeah. He has a good one. Okay. Uh, not as good as Gardner Minshew, but it's a good okay. one. All right. Good so. to know. So yeah. So yeah. The, the, currently at the moment, uh, Stuart Sink is blowing the rest of the competition out of the water. He is, I think 16 under. Whoa. Yeah. And I yeah. say, go get it, 47-year-old Stuart yeah, Sink. do it. Do, do it, it for us middle-aged people. Yeah, please. I've always liked him. Please so. do And it. he's got a great name for golf. He Sink. does. Sink. So, Sink. so yeah, Sink that's it. what I had to say about golf. Do you have anything? WNBA draft took place. The only thing I want to mention is Ariel Garantes from Rutgers was picked number 22 in the LA Sparks. And I believe last week I said that she would probably go five or six. Uh, the Sparks, the Sparks got a just steal. got a steal. Yeah. They lost Candace Parker to the Chicago Sky. Uh, they just re- almost replaced her. You can't really replace Candace Parker because she's just the bomb. Even though the Olympic team did. Uh, yeah, well, that's a whole other story. When we get to the Olympics, we can talk about that. Yes. But yes, um, she's going to fit nicely into the Sparks. I think that was a total steal of the draft. I think Dana Evans going as low as she did. The uh, Louisville point guard? Uh, hold on. Yes. Second round, number 13. that's a surprise to me too uh the other surprise to me well chelsea dungy went five i think she's gonna be totally the steal she's gonna be uh she's gonna do really well with dallas uh renia davis from tennessee went nine to the Lynx. she was another one i was hot on dd richards went to the liberty at 17 i think that was a little bit low for her uh so i think that might be a little bit of a steal for the liberty for already mcdonald going at three yeah, she went at three. That's too high. Yeah, she went three to the Atlanta Dream. She rode the uh, publicity from the yeah tournament. I, I just I just right don't into that pick. It. But hey, you know what? Prove me wrong. I'm 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 okay with that. I'm okay with that. Please go out there. Yeah, I mean, look at how well you did in the bracket challenge. Yes, exactly. So you got like zero <laughs> points in the final four. Who came in first? Yeah, huh? mm-hmm. Sierra Johnson going thirty second to the Mercury. I think that's a little low too. But you know what? Let's see how it all. Uh, Pans out, but um, Grant is going to the Sparks at 22. Well, hey, a total I mean, shock to me. And I, I sometimes they think that it might be worthwhile drafting lower picks because I feel like they have the drive. They want to succeed. They want to prove. Like, look at Tom Brady. Wasn't he in the sixth round? Oh, something like that. He was really low. He just had a funny joke, actually. I, I know we we're ending up, but his joke was he said that his NFL career has finally reached the age to drink. He's 21 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, bringing it on. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap up this week. We thank you for joining us. Do check out our website, timeoutwithjenlisa.com. And I am Jennifer, and that is Lisa. And we're done for the week, and we hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Take care. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anchor.fm slash timeoutjl, and also on Spotify.